Right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I have my co-host, Jaden, here, yeah. and former guest, Calvin. Thanks for having me back. And we're going to do uh, we're gonna do a review on The Suicide Squad. This is going to be a little different than what we usually do, because this is actually not going to take us hours. We're going to do a quick review on a movie. We're going <laughs> to aim yep. for a quick review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a ton to say about this. Uh, I, I, have, I have quick little points I want to get out, but uh, I think just like general thoughts, we want to go over that first. Yeah, it's fine. Calvin, what did you think of this movie? We actually watched this together while Jaden was asleep. <laughs> yeah, very. Jaden, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. When was that uh, last uh, your birthday party? That was my yeah. birthday party. Oh, yeah, I do Saturday. not remember going to bed. Yeah. I woke yeah. up from the air mattress like, how do I even get down, dude? Here? I, yeah, I, I dude, take care of you, man. Yeah. yeah, dude. There was like, there was like one moment we were having like a conversation. You went back inside for like fifteen minutes, and you came out, and you were just like, Calvin, I love you. And I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> what? It's been 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, dude. You like you like hit that wall so Oh, quickly. I think I went inside and did shots with Rory. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, this is too much now. Yeah. That was an amazing birthday party. Thank you guys for being yeah. a part of that. It was really fun. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Calvin, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I didn't see the first one, but um, I think it exists in... It's, it's separate from other types of superhero movies because the the point is not it's not kitschy um heroes um heroism in the way that marvel movies are it's 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 like pushing the boundaries of what good taste is for the sake of humor which i think humor for me exists on a completely different spectrum um i can sp- suspend disbelief all day for humor because that's one of the few forms of pure entertainment that um i really really enjoy i think there's a there's more community created out of watching things that are humorous together so i have plenty of respect for films that can make me laugh and this was this made me laugh a lot yeah we were having a good old time watching it uh the, i think the first the, the first maybe 30 minutes 25 minutes of this we were like rolling like oh, I, I was really into this I was movie crying yeah it was it's, <laughs> it was it's been a long time since i've since i've cried at a movie yeah it was for, it was really for, for laughter. laughter yeah yeah which, which makes sense to me because this is it's a james gunn film you know he's you know masterful at like putting good comedic moments in which is weird because he's done other movies like slither which is like this creepy horror movie. yeah he's a weird guy but then he's mm-hmm. but then he uh, have you guys seen super yeah uh rain wilson is in it the uh, oh. dwight, dwight Schrute. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's like a, ellen page gets like shot, shot in, in the head yeah. yeah oh my god he did uh he did brightburn too which is like the oh, weird he did horror brightburn? movie he's a, uh, he's a producer on okay it, yeah. oh. i know he was a part of he it is, at least. Yeah. yeah but uh he, i think he's good at like you can have some serious subject matter but then he'll like inject humor into it and then obviously he does guardians of the galaxy which is like just a funny movie Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has a lot of heart, but it's still like I it's think a it's, comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's I do think that funny. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best Marvel movie. It's up there. I tend to I tend to think it's the one of the more entertaining ones. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's, it's one of the more like original ones. Like it's got its own spin kind of thing. Like that's when yeah. I can yeah. I can throw that on kind of any time, and I'm like I'm gonna have a good time yeah. with this movie. The but second like, one sounds good. But yeah. The first one is fantastic. Like yeah. I think like maybe like Infinity War and Endgame. They, they're to me they're better. Because I just like that culmination, yeah. but uh, but if I just need to sit down and like throw something on, I can always throw on like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So he's a he's a good director and so, he's really good at putting these like comedic moments and yeah. stuff. So I mean, big detriment to this movie are those two movies because I mean, a the first Suicide Squad was a 
like they made the movie because of how successful Guardians of the Galaxy is. And they're like, we need to base it off that. We need to have like this good music, have these wacky like anti-hero villain characters. Have you seen the? There's like a, I don't know if it's a video I saw or just it's kind of like the evolution of the Suicide Squad trailer, like the first Suicide Squad, yeah. where it's like dark, gritty, and it's just like Suicide Squad has like bullet holes in it, yeah. like on a black background, and then it the next because then Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and they're like, oh, we need to make this like poppy and fun, yep, because that's what people like now, which is not what the film nope. was supposed to be. And so then the next trailer has all this like it has like ACDC playing in it, and then it has like they they change the they didn't change the font but they make the font like more colorful. Yep. And then the last trailer for it is like it's just an explosion of color when they bring out like the title and everything. And they get like, like Twenty One Pilots to make a yeah, song for yeah. it and all this shit. It's yeah. insane. That is an amazing song. That's the only thing that did come out of well, that. I that was fucking good. hate that song and I usually like Twenty One Pilots. I love that song. All it's my great. friends are eating steak and snow. I know. Um. But it is interesting that yeah. one of James Gunn's films influenced the first Suicide Squad. And then now so he's doing this one. It's even more of a weight and rip off of just trying to be successful off of Marvel's yeah. franchise. I like to. And I do that, think yeah. that they uh, do not execute it well. I feel like it's a lot like the first Suicide Squad movie, just with like a little like, let's throw some more humor in there and make this more wacky. And let's get some big stars in here. And oh, James Gunn is making it, so it's going to be it's because Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're just going to market the fuck out of this thing. I think that this movie does rely on you knowing that this is the guy who also did Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, its name is massive. Yeah, I think I think this probably got like it a says, lot of people like, to in the cra- like in the trailers. The guy who brought you Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, come see his version of these superheroes. Yeah, I yeah. think what's interesting to think about is the. The thing that makes this film suffer is that it tries to have a plot. If it didn't have a... <laughs> You're kind of right. <laughs> I mean, I think it suffers from a lot more than just that. But yeah, that is a problem. I mean, if it just... If it eschewed plot in, entirely, then you have you have everything that it's supposed to be, and it's great. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I, 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 I mean, you weren't awake. Huh? I watched this movie <laughs> after sure, you. I'm sure he watched it on. So. Oh my goodness! Um, no, the movie is terrible, like through and through, man. Like it's just not good. Yeah, no, I, I think I, there's I just agree. a lot of like, uh, let's make some dick jokes, let's say fuck all the time, and like let's throw out all these curse words. Like we're like we're going hard in this movie. Like we are very much like so like we're trying to make this big and epic and make actually, it funny yeah. for adults and like you guys like you guys like guardians of the galaxy well, this is that for more crude i actually yeah. turned to calvin and i was like man i kind of want to see a rated r guardians of the galaxy <laughs> i thought that would actually be fun like but i do I think not all of yeah those, i think all of those things, things yeah i think all of those things that you're saying though aren't the reason that aren't the things that i found funny um i thought no well, i did not find them funny either i yeah. found a lot of a lot of things funny about this movie and it, like weasel i think is the best character and he has zero dialogue yeah and i think it's also probably why he is such a wonderful character yeah because he, he is <laughs> so he's so mean, like he's such a caricature yeah of, of of like characters that don't matter in in hero movies anyways like i wanted him to guy? be the if he would have been like the savior of the day at the end i would have been so happy dude yeah like king uh, rat right but then uh, john cena i think this is the most john cena role that john cena could ever do and i think that he executed it perfectly as far as that goes i was like oh, okay like i buy this for john cena more than anything i've seen him in it ever before i think yeah. he acted to his potential yeah this. i think so <laughs> as well it's the same way i feel about like da- well used to feel about like dave batista is like I was like, this is what he can do. He can be Drax, and this is perfect for him. Yeah, he does yeah. some good stuff, but... I agree with you, because yeah. I, I actually look at Dave Bautista now, and he has a bigger range He's than I think He's way more versed I, than I, I thought, thought he was, yeah. Yeah, it, like, I mean, he has, like, a small role in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. But it's, like, a 
it's like a real character. But I don't think he should be like if he's gonna be like yeah. a big part of the movie. Like he's got to be funny. Like, yeah. that's I think his thing. And Drax is like Drax is good humor. Yeah. It's stupid. But right. It's funny. It's like kind of like what they may try to make like King Shark kind of, but even like more so. Oh, you could take him out of the movie. Yeah, I mean that. It's cool that it's Sylvester Stallone, I guess, but like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but, I I could. You could leave him out. In that yeah, movie. and then like literally like the scene at the end where Idris Elba is telling them all like. Well, we don't want to spoil. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we don't yeah. want to spoil any. Well, well, let me let me give my thoughts. That's and then we fine. Can spoil yeah. Stuff. Um, I, I like I said when Calvin and I are watching this, we were having a good old time for like the first twenty five minutes, and then this is not a detriment to the Harley Quinn character or Margot Robbie's portrayal of her, but it's like fun, and I'm laughing a lot, and I'm enjoying like Idris Elba and John Cena. They're having like this sort of like competition. Yeah. on like how well they can kill people, and it's like really. I was like genuinely, this is really funny to me. I was having a good time. And then it's like this, the air gets sucked out of this movie as soon as Margot Robbie's, uh, or as soon as Harley Quinn shows up on screen. And then it's just like this long, weird plot of her almost getting married or something. Yeah, it was awful. And it's like the tone of the movie totally changes. And then it it like never reaches like that kind of, uh, that that, uh, height of comedy again. Nope. At the, like all the best stuff is that in the first 25 minutes of this movie. And then I am not a big fan of the ending, at least like the way they win in the end, I didn't like it. I think the 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 bad guy at the end, the, your, your your monster at the end, is really cool. I don't have a problem with that, but uh, yeah, I just think this this movie starts out on such a high note and then it plummets and then it like never gets back up again. I kept waiting. I was like, come on, like be funny again, please. Like <laughs> yeah. like like shaking it, like please be funny for me again. <laughs> like you gave me so much at the beginning and then please I never. Sir, got, I have some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just never got back to it. So that's like my issue with it is. It it peaked right at the beginning, and then I and then I was disinterested the rest of it. I mean, I definitely agree with you. It was definitely the best scenes from the beginning, and then Michael Rooker died like a, a pansy, and I was very upset with that. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's my boy, funny. dude. It's kind of funny, actually, how he, he just is, like, terrified. Yeah, and then the bird eats his head. I, I think like, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah it's but, all right. I just, like, wanted to see him more in the movie because I'm a fan of him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, I felt like the bouncing they... ball thing was also his arrow thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so... There's that too. Just ripping blatantly off of the movie. Right. Yeah, but it's just weird how they broke. It's another one of those films that feels like it got reshot and then made into three different films. You have that beginning where they're really pushing um, the boundaries of what is funny as far as gore. And then you have like um, uh, girl power fan service. I do think that they are really trying to uh, capitalize on the popularity of Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she had her own movie, which didn't even do well. So no. I think it's, I think it's odd that they'd like try to kind of, she has her own separate story within this film. That's supposed to be an ensemble, which I think is odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's just, yeah, they're just trying to be like, Oh, if we put her in the trailers enough, like people love this character and they're going to go see it. And it's to me, it's to the detriment of the movie. I think if this is an ensemble film the whole way through, it it's much more cohesive and it's much more fun. Yeah, she's hardly even with the team. Yeah, when, yeah. when all this she stuff, needed to be yeah. with the original team, not with that second team that got massacred. That yeah. was the first team. So yeah, but I mean, like the first that the second team was really the first team, and as far as they're concerned, the yeah. second team was all just a distraction. Pretty sure they called them team two. And either way, <laughs> either way, it like. I think it, it deflates this movie when it every time it goes to like her story and it takes away from the crew. I think it, it, it the the film just like screeches to a halt to me, yeah. and it's not fun to watch anymore. And it's not because I don't like the performance, not because I don't like the character. I just think it doesn't fit in this film at all. Like, just do another Harley Quinn movie, then like do that, but it won't and, make and, money and, and and be unsuccessful. <laughs> I think this one's also unsuccessful. I don't think it's a good movie. 
I think yeah. it opened up like twenty six million. It was not a very robust. No, I mean it's on like it's on HBO Max. But then, like, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. This is such this a isn't weird... even like a theatrical yeah. worthy movie. It's such a weird time because it's like you can't even like really accurately estimate box yeah. office because it's yeah. like you know HBO Max doesn't release their subscription numbers and how would you even equate. Uh, those subscription numbers to people actually viewing this movie. Yeah. And, you know... It, and how many people yeah. are using one dude's HBO Max? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Although it, it yeah. is interesting seeing that... Um, I think Black Widow has made $370 million. Yeah, it's not successful for so Marvel, but, so... But that's, huh? that's not good enough for Marvel. I mean, it's, it actually she's made back She's suing Disney, money. and, like, she's... They've cut all ties with her, like, future contracts and stuff. They got rid of them all. I know, but it's, like, only one of, like, two or three movies to make back its money, like, in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's different too, though, because you that, have to. I mean, that does matter. You have to pay yeah. extra to see that movie, so they mm-hmm. definitely have the numbers on that because you know how many people clicked and paid to see that movie. Yeah. For HBO Max, it's just a subscription, so like they're not going to release like the analytics of you know who 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 bought HBO Max subscriptions just to watch this movie. It's it's harder to figure that out. Yeah, that's why I think it's so hard to figure out. Like, yeah, maybe it, it made twenty six million or whatever on opening weekend, but how much money did it make through streaming and stuff like that it's hard to figure out so yeah. this movie might not be a dud it certainly looks like it might be but i just like not as far as financially i just think it's like quality and oh i think it's a dud presence, too, yeah. yeah all right do we want to spoil stuff now yeah i, I want to talk about like uh, the parts i liked uh you don't like you Elba in this movie i, I hate him great. and everything really and especially this movie why do you hate fascinating it? what, what do you dislike about him his face and everything about him I, he's a he's a wonderful like when he got face. killed in infinity war i was like thank god finally they got rid of this dude in marvel he sucked the whole time what is he in marvel? when he got when in and out when he was like out of the show the office i was like thank god he's why the, they uh, even bring him in here <laughs> in asgard he's like the gatekeeper who he's heimdall the yeah he's Heim- yeah. okay he's heimdall what's wrong with heimdall he sucks in those movies calvin he's just they're uh, just not good movies he's, hey, just, well, he's the worst part in them uh, he's underutilized and it's also not really the focus of that movie so i'm fine with him just being a background <laughs> character still don't like him in it uh, but I really liked all the parts with him and John Cena where they're like killing all the... Yeah, because of John Cena, not because of Idris Elba. I think my favorite line in the movie is when John Cena shoots that shoots that guy and he's like, oh, you didn't kill him. And he's like, oh, like uh, it's an explosive yeah. round or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you're showing off. And he's like, showing off only matters if like, it's... it's cool not If it's not badass or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like, cool as fuck. And, and then Idris Elba's like, fuck, he's right. Like, yeah. I thought that <laughs> he was... He says like, dope was, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, yeah. Yep. I just love like that reaction he has. He's like, ah, oh, he's right. Like I thought it was great. I think them two on screen together, and then uh, you have a uh, who's who's Polka Dot Man. Um, Polka Dot Man. That's uh, David Dustmalshin. I'm gonna say Dustmalshin. <laughs> I think you added extra Dustmalshin. <laughs> he's yeah. got a lo- he's got a lot of letters that I think are probably silent, but uh, but he's kind of he's kind of in that scene too, and I. It sort of disrupts, I think, the good chemistry that John Cena... He's uh, funny. I don't, really, I don't even really remember him in that scene because it's so much about those two. Yeah. yeah. That's why when he The pops, scene is very good. That's why when he pops yeah. in, I was like, oh, no, stay out. Because they're having a fun like banter competition together. The, uh, so that's like my favorite part of the movie. And then when they show up and they rescue like Rick Flagg and they realize they've been killing like people who would be allies for them, I think it's hilarious. Like, yeah. They think, they've, they think they've done this great thing and they're going to rescue him. And he's like, oh, yeah, we have a big team out here that's going to help us. And they're like, uh... Yeah, no. we, 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 didn't, we didn't see anybody. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> see, there, there's, like, there's definitely comedic parts about this movie. 
So that's that to me is the highlight yeah. of this. Movie. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't have much more that I. I, I like mean, the, anta- the antagonist is just like why you can have him in the movie. I don't understand like anything. I'm like the character sucks. The starfish thing sucks. I don't like any of that. <laughs> I love the way it looks. I think it's just yeah. so cool. It's, I it's, mean, it might look cool, but it's not. I just don't think it's good plot or story. Like to have that thing in there and have that be their big bad guy. It's just very cool comic book thing. What did you guys think of the? Uh, they sort of have like little like tags or like titles for like kind of the act that they're in. Where it'll be like like uh, I think Idris Elba's like washing a toilet and there's like soap suds that yeah. spell out like what's happening or like there'll be mm-hmm. some like seaweed that washes up on the shoreline and it'll kind of spell out like what's going on next. Do you guys like that or not like that? Because we've seen that in Green Knight and I think it fits the story there and it sets the tone for I the mean, scene. It's also in Endgame and uh, Civil War and Winter Soldier where they have it. It's not. It's just like big white letters. Boom. Oh, real no, quick. that's. I see. What what I think is different about is that it's like artistic. Squad, it's, it's like it's, yeah. It's kind of worked into the environment. I understand there. that. Yeah. I wondered yeah. if you guys like that or no. Yeah. I did not. See, I I did like it, and and in contrast to uh, the Green Knight, the Green Knight also had just letters on uh, on the screen. Um, but that was more. It felt more like a callback to older films from like the 1910s 1915s with the cue cards and title cards right. for that reason. But this was. I found it was interesting and i don't want it to be a trope i don't want it to be something that everybody does because it kind of loses its um zest novelty yeah exactly well james gunn but every time he puts something out it seems like someone else is trying to copy it so yeah i, I would get ready to sometimes see that every seems, movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's it seems to be james gunn yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's copying james gunn yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh do you guys have any thoughts on the middle of this movie? I have no thoughts. I don't on even really like remember it because I mean, not that I'm sure if I really thought on it, I could, but it's not something that like stands out when I think about yeah. this movie. Yeah, the middle of the movie is definitely where I fell asleep. I'm I'm so con- <laughs> I'm so confused by remember. the the Margot Robbie like uh, or the Harley Quinn like that like love plot where he, the president or whatever is like trying to marry her. President Luna, Luna, you're a dictator. Did you hear that? She was all excited when we were watching the movie. Luna is Jane's dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was odd because it seemed to me it was just this like contrived way to get her thrown in prison. That way they could have a prison break scene. Hmm. But like she could have already, she was already captured. So it's like just get rid of the whole love plot because it doesn't make any sense. No, it's stupid. It was just, it seems like a, just this, this like, I, I don't want to, maybe not vanity because I don't know if Margot Robbie wanted that scene in, but it just seemed like that whole plot point was put in just to have more Harley Quinn on yeah. screen. And it's like, just put her in prison right away and then just have them do the whole, where they try to bust her out, but she's already broken out and it yeah. plays the same way. It does. You don't need to have the whole, that, that whole romantic part of it in. One I think cool it, it's thing. It's not entertaining at scene. all. Yeah. I, I think the romance part is dumb and useless, but she did, she did actually pick up that key with her foot and unlock that lock. She did that in real life. Crazy! Wow, yeah. what an actress! Olympic ice skater, lock picker. Dude, have yeah. you seen that movie? Have oh, you seen? Yeah, like, I have dude, not. No, they do like this really bad. Like, I don't think I want to see. It. Sort of face swap rotoscoping where they put her face over an actual like figure skater, <laughs> and it's like it's so awkward because like the skater will you know there's like subtle movements while you're while you're on skates. You know, yeah. you're, you're not totally stationary, and it's like Margot Robbie's face is like trying to keep up with. The, <laughs> it's kind of odd. Like if you really look at it, it's a little odd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, like I said, the, I think the middle of this movie is is forgettable, exhausting to get through. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, yeah, and then not, and there's no payoff with the end. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. I think the end of the movie sucks too. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, the thing I really have about the problem I have with the end is we have to have Taika Waititi like give a uh, 
like a meaning to all of this. Like yeah. rats are the the thing that nobody cares about. But oh, I forgot all about Rat Lady till we just mentioned her again. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's just a millennial who sleeps. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's that that whole other like shark dude. Um, oh, King. I mean, his name is King Shark, but something else too. Nicole. Yeah, I kind of forgot about those two for a moment too, because it was really just about uh, Idris Elba and uh, John Cena killing a bunch of uh, gorilla fighters. Like that was basically what you could sum up this whole movie. Yeah. Like that's the that was like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a lot. It probably wasn't ten minutes, but it felt like yeah. a long time. It felt like they they really put all of their thought into. I said, that's just the part that you remember the most. Yeah. How to kill these people yeah. in the most gruesome and hilarious And that scene is possible. cool. Yeah. What I also we, like uh, it when uh, they go into the bar and John Cena's wearing like a way too small of a polo. <laughs> this guy's a doofus. I, I like to think that James Gunn did that like on purpose. Yeah. Like this is like, this guy's such a, a goober. Like, yeah. Such a, such a dummy. Like of course he would wear too small you a say shirt. He's like, I suck a whole beach full of dicks for peace or something. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I love peace. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill yeah. to achieve yeah. it. Yeah. It's so, like he's, he's a he's funny good. character. Yeah. 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 I think it's perfect John Cena kind of role. And those yeah. are well-crafted lines that don't exist in this, in the last two thirds nope. of the film. Yeah. And all of a sudden, John Cena betrays everybody. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. But his character's, like, boring now. Yeah. And, like, you can see this, like, empathy in him, kind of. But he's just like, I just gotta do it. And then, I don't know, it's just not... It's uh, very snooze fest at that point. I, I did like the uh, polka dot man. He just keeps seeing his mom everywhere. Yeah. I, that's pretty, I love the shot of the whole squad, but they're all, like, fat moms. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. and then, yeah, That's a good exactly. little bit. Um, he's... Yeah, I think, I think he's a good character in it. What do you guys think of... Um, the Rick Flag, uh, is it Rick Flag or Rick? Yeah, Rick Flag. And, oh, they shouldn't uh, have put him in the movie. No, I mean, what do you think of the him and Peacemaker fighting and Peacemaker kills Rick Flag? Do you guys care or feel nope. anything during that? I was like, oh, cool, he's finally dead. Can't remember if I saw that or not. I think it's odd because Rick Flag is like the leader of the first movie, but he's like the only like regular human kind of soldier guy, and so I think you're supposed to connect with him in the first movie. Be like, yeah, he's a regular guy like me. And I think the rest, this movie ignores the first one for the most part, mm. except for Rick Flagg. I think they want you to sympathize and remember him from the first movie. That way you feel something when he dies in this one. But the problem is, it's like you've spent this whole movie being like, please forget that the first one even exists. I disagree with that. Oh, really? That aspect. Yeah, I think this whole movie is a lot like the first movie, just with a little bit of James Gunn in it. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like, too, um, it also doesn't mean anything because, like, yeah, like, I remember all of those those people from the first movie. Well, let's just kill them all because it's hilarious. Yeah, none of those people were in the first movie. Well, you said no. That. Captain Boomerang gets yeah. killed by okay. the helicopter. That's the one guy. Who else is there? Nobody. <laughs> okay, maybe it's just the one. Okay, guy. Okay. So Captain Boomerang. But yeah. I think that's the thing is like they they set up as all, all literally all of the characters is expendable for the sake of like their death being humorous. Right. Yeah. So to but, try and wring emotion out <laughs> of any of them is is. is you don't understand what you've made then if that's what you were going yeah, for. Which yeah. is the same thing they did in the first movie with Will Smith. Hmm. Like, and this one, I'm not sure if it's a sequel or not because there's like a lot of like, like Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn have a relationship and he's like, oh, why are you back in prison? Yeah, it, there's... And it's like, oh, the famous yeah. Suicide Squad, they're making bets, Viola Davis is still, I don't know, the dickhead in charge. But that's the thing. It's like, so Viola Davis, uh, um, when they're in like their little meeting room, like the little kind of control center for it. It's completely different than the way it is in the first movie. Like they're like taking it seriously. They're like, Oh, like you guys have to go to this building and they're trying to give them Intel. And you know, they're, it, it seems like 
that control room is t- trying to take it seriously. And that one, yeah, it's like you said, they're like making bets. They're like yeah. poking and joking. Like it's not a big deal. That's why I think tonally this is an entirely different movie. I don't think this is the first movie with James Gunn just like spicing it up. I think it's totally different than the first one. I think it's so similar. And I think just because you don't change, you change certain aspects of the movie doesn't make it a different movie. No, no I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's just point. like, so like you have the control room. It's still like the same scenes. They're still doing the same shit. It's just like now it's a different environment. It's supposed to have humor in it. I it think that's seems, the only it difference. Seems odd in the to me whole that it would change so much. Like, if you still have the same director, why would that whole atmosphere of that like control room change so much if it wasn't supposed to be tonally different um, for the movie? That's what I mean. I mean. That's the same. It's like it's a like, it's intentionally different, but the movie is still the same thing. Hmm. It's like Amanda, they're, Amanda they're Waller. Like, that's what I meant. That's Viola yeah. Davis's character. Yeah, yeah. she like uh, <laughs> everyone's so forgettable in this. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure that most people don't watch this movie and think of the the characters other than um, some of the superheroes. Like, I mean, no one knows, um, you know, David Desmolshin. They know Polka Dot Man or the dude from um, uh, Dark Knight. That right. one scene? Yeah, in that yeah. one scene. Like, that was, like, where I, re- I always recognize him from. Like, yeah. he's in, like, just, just in a lot of weird roles like that. He's like, in a he's in a really good movie we're going to talk about uh, in one of our future episodes uh, in Prisoners. He plays a really... Like kind of creepy, creepy kind of weird guy. Yeah, yeah, in a, like in like a, in, yeah. yeah. That's like a, a crime sort of drama thriller, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the, he, he plays an interesting character in that. Yeah, polka dot man without powers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, just really creepy guy. Uh, he's good at doing that. I, I think that's kind of what he tends to. That's kind of the role that is uh, kind of set up for him. I think yeah. probably probably directors like write yeah. these or, or writers write these uh, screenplays and scripts and stuff and they're like they have a, a person in mind for him and i think he kind of fits that role really well or they have like an idea of a typecast and then they just go exactly. through a list of people that fit yep. that typecast and exactly he always yeah. shows up that way all right i just want to know uh what do we think of the end when they fight starro um it, he had a name yeah <laughs> i don't know I, don't, I actually don't know if i it's, think it was something starro but starro was definitely in it i don't know if oh yeah because it says suicide suicide squad versus starro yeah. Oh, it, that like pops up. Title yeah, because like the the frame freezes and then it pops up that <laughs> that it's big white kind of like graffiti lettering yep. to tell you what's going on. Yeah, weird. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I think it's. I just think it's cool because it's such a weird, weird comic book villain, and and it's sort of. I think in a, in a way, it's not even really a villain. He's just sort of this space creature that got captured and then was kind of tortured and i think i mean he's not a villain in a conventional sense is what i mean it's not like a guy just trying to do bad things it seems like there's motivation set up as much as you can for a starfish um i just remember looking over at calvin i was like please don't let this thing get eaten by rats that would like really annoy me and then of course that's how it ends i was so frustrated with the end of this movie (laughs) yeah and like to be like the moral of like the story being like, oh yeah, the rats, the thing that society doesn't care about, like trying to equate that to the Suicide Squad. <sighs> well, you know, we're really, we're really good people, or we we do good things. Still, yeah, just rats like rats, like they even say like weasel. They're like, oh well, like he's he's harmless, except that he killed twenty one children. It's like <laughs> these people suck. Like stop. Yeah. I think there's a way you can like uh, 
care about these characters or at least be interested in these characters and what's going on but i don't want to sympathize with these people like yeah they're they're the terrible. worst of the worst yeah. like they're serial killers they're um abusers and uh sadists like none of that stuff is stuff we need to humanize it's exactly we just need to yeah. make it interesting so i don't i don't yeah i don't like that idea of like you said it's like oh yeah the the lowest life is like you know life form is, is what's going to save us and like they equate that to like the suicide squad and i think that's really a bad choice for this movie they should stay yeah. bad and you should acknowledge they're bad but still be entertained by them getting killed and killing yeah. other people because it's just kind of fun to see sometimes yeah, yeah that's why it's funny that they're getting killed is because they're terrible people who have met the their fate that um you know uh that they they had to uh lie in the bed they made right right and, and that's exactly what happens and it's so great to watch that then because you don't care about them you actively hate some of them because they're terrible so to see them die like like you know seeing pete davidson like as a character, I, as a space blown up. I love that. I love that. Like, it exists. It's, it's so much better. Like thinking of him not as a character. Even I love that. I love that. He just walks up on the beach. He's like, "No, this is the plan. We told him about. I'm, uh, you guys are gonna. You guys are gonna. You're on my side, right?" They just blow him up. It's so funny. Yeah, like that's. The, but that's, again, that's, that's at the, the beginning of the movie. It's the only stuff I like. Yeah, exactly. What so, do you think of the end, Jaden? Um, I think it's just more blatant ripoffs of other superhero movies, like the whole scene where Idris Elba is telling. Or Bloodsport or Bloodshot or whatever his name is. Don't care. It's crazy because he's such like a, he's like a Will Smith light in this. Yep, that's exactly he's what he the is. the same character. So he has a daughter, the whole shebang. Yeah. But it's just like I, a slightly different name and he kind of does a slightly different thing. They could have just recast him as Deadshot. Yeah, but it's a sequel. It's not, I'm telling you. It, is I, it Bloodsport I, or Bloodshot? It's Bloodsport. I think it's Bloodshot is Will Smith and then Bloodsport is Idris Elba. No, Deadshot is Will Smith. Okay. Yeah, it's Bloodsport then. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. the same guy, so it's hard <laughs> <Yeah>. to know. <laughs> um, so he's all telling everybody what to do and they're like, the starfish and like the little stars are all attacking the city and he's all like uh king shark nom nom he's all monster nom nom I'm like okay so like that's the hulk that's captain america saying hulk smash like that's the same line yeah no you're There's right no different 100 right um same thing like instead of having like a big worm thing it's one big starfish instead of having chitauri it's a bunch of little starfish taking over people's minds and then that's why i feel like this is like a classic lame superhero villain is because like it's kind of cool when it's just the monster but then after the starfish get on people's faces and he starts communicating with them. He's like, oh, I'm here to take over the whole planet. Like, it's all supposed to be me and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, now that's Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's the same same uh, antagonist device. You're right. It's probably a pretty tired ending that we're all used to yeah. seeing. That's why, I think it's, yeah. that's why I think the ending is boring. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, what I think of, like, all superhero movies. It's not like... It's not like... Um, Suicide Squad is special in that it's it's ripping off other Marvel movies. Other Marvel movies, I mean, they. I don't know if you uh, if we were talking about this, but apparently, when they make a new Marvel movie, they all sit down and watch the 1978 Superman every single time and base all of their plots off of that movie. That's awesome. So there you go. Like it, it's that's like actually awful to me. Yeah. It's like so. That's how, why, how are you going to make anything that's like uh, innovative if you literally base it off of the same thing every time? Yep, and that's why, and that's why I think they're all terrible. Is you can see that in all of them, they're wow. all the same plot. I didn't know and that. It's all from 1978. That's kind of uh, wild to me that Marvel Studios is taking their inspiration from a DC property. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of odd to me. Yeah, and they, DC can't even do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> All right. Do we want to we want to give ratings on this? Yeah, sure. How many star do you give this, Jaden? Uh, 
1.1. Okay. That's a high marks for kind of what I I think this is not a very good movie. So No, it's very bad. Yeah, I I'm going to I'm going to go four and a half stars just because just because the the laughs were so intense because I guess my expectations were so low. That's fair. That I was not expecting to be entertained at all. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did have, because uh, I, I, while the first movie got chopped up and kind of, it became something that it was not supposed to be, and the directors come out and been like, this is not at all what he intended, I was looking forward to seeing kind of a version of this story that the director had more control over, it seemed, because I, I think like James Gunn is one of those guys who can, he's been successful at what he's done, so he just kind of gets to kind of make his own movie, and you can see his fingerprints yeah, are Warner all Brothers over this. Yeah, Warner Brothers told him, like, do whatever you want with yeah. this. You can see, yeah, his fingerprints are all over this, yeah. and... And so I like that this movie seemed cohesive and it seemed to have a vision. I just think it's like it starts out so well and then they they don't carry that like that joy and that fun and that humor throughout the whole movie. And so like it just like it falls off a cliff, like I said. So, yeah, I think I put this at like three. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think well, those are both too high. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, uh, thanks for listening to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor. And I have my co-host, Jaden. He. And uh, former guest, Calvin. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 